This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Charlotte Chung and Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody's having a great week. We had an explosive week here in Philadelphia. If you're a wrestling fan and you're totally not under a rock, you knew what was going on. AEW All Elite Wrestling came into town and blew the roof off. It was absolutely fantastic. One of the best times I had at a live wrestling event in quite some time. And yeah, I went to the NXT last year at the Fillmore, which is like a very small, intimate arena. Had a great time there, but this like tripled it. Like honestly, the pageantry, the presentation, the wrestling itself, just everything about it was just top notch. These guys are doing a really great job so far and this is their third episode and they did not disappoint at all. I was really happy. I got a chance to see some of the ACMG members. Shout out to my man Rich over there uh, uh, from the ACMG group. One of my old friends and his son Little Rich. It was awesome to see him. He grew up so much. Uh, I got to hang with my brother-in-law. He was there as well. Uh, A few other people I got a chance to see but the one person I got to see that I knew that was going to be there and I called him on Twitter and I decided to check up on him and he was there hosting the AEW pre-show on Fight TV and that was my man Josh Chernoff. You guys have been listening to the show earlier this year. I had a chance to have him on the show. He used to host uh, or co-host with the one and only legendary Bill Apter. If you're a wrestling fan, if you're really a wrestling fan and you don't know the name Bill Apter, you cannot claim yourself as a wrestling fan. Bill Apter is legendary Pro Wrestling Illustrated's uh, writer and editor. Uh, man, he's been around for ages, but he did a podcast with him, and Josh was his co-host, but Josh then moved on to do his own show, which is called So Says Chernoff on Fight TV. And in the midst of All Elite Wrestling coming out, they somehow struck a deal where they were able to come up and produce a pre-show on Fight TV, and Josh just happened to be hosting that event. And let me tell you, Talk about somebody who started off and ran rapidly with his journey to becoming a analyst or a commentator, if you will, and hosted his own show. And then furthermore, working with one of the hottest promotions in wrestling in the wrestling industry today. That's mind blowing. And I talked to him and he was just like, yeah, I can't even describe what I'm like. This is surreal. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. So. You know, I got a chance to finally meet him in person. He's absolutely as great as he was on the show. And we are going to work on getting him back on the show again to talk about this really rapid journey that he's taking right now, as well as uh, his view on what is uh, on on the wrestling industry in general right now. Because his show, Social Chernoff, is a it's a entertaining uh, look. And I say entertaining, more like comical. Look 
at what's going on in the wrestling industry. Almost, and he produces the show in the same way that the Daily Show is produced. So this is like the think of the Daily Show, but it talks about all wrestling and the politics that goes on there, and and, and you know behind the scene things that goes on there. So. I, I watched it quite a few times and I enjoy it as well. He does a great job and that's why he's working with uh, Fight TV more and working with AEW now uh, to do the pre-show. And he's interviewed virtually all of the, uh, the talent in AEW so far. So it's awesome. It's pretty darn awesome to see him uh, you know, rise so quickly. And I look forward to having him back on the show. But it was great to see him there. And you could see me. I took uh, Me and him got a chance to take a picture near ringside. The cool part was... We were actually going to go to the actual ring and take this picture, but they were just taking it down. So it was like, we don't want to interfere with it, but it was just awesome that he suggested to do that. So we took it like right at ringside over there. And uh, it's just awesome, Sam. By the way, shout out to the whoever designed his tie. It's a really cool tie. It has has a picture of it. It has a design of a dynamite with the AEW logo on there. And then there's the uh, fuse that lights up with his logo on the very top of the tie and the tie was just tight it was tied perfectly this dude is awesome so shout out to him it's great to hear from him and we will have a very special wrestling related uh exclusive in the near future guaranteed i'm just waiting for the right time i want i want aew to keep moving and keep going where it's going and then we'll have him on back to get his views on what happened there and whatnot but ladies and gentlemen i digress this is select start this is all about video games so we're going to keep it as that from this point on this episode we're going to review two games that came out this week one was overwatch which now in the switching i got my views and opinions on that much to that of others who have reviewed it and i think it can i think there's mostly a positive thing but there are some differences that we're going to talk about and overall see it if it even compares to the other ones or if you should invest in that so we're going to talk about that in this upcoming one. And in our final stage review, we're going to talk about the game I've been waiting for and didn't know if it was coming, but it is Ninja Savior Return of the Warriors. I had a chance to play it, beat it, uh, and I'm going to give my thoughts on it as well. There's some good, there's some questionable things, but overall, I will talk about that there. So let's get into some news. Let's just not waste any time. Something really funny happened on social media just recently in regards to one of the most popular figures in music and in in pop culture and social media lady gaga never thought you would hear lady gaga in this in this form of genre maybe who knows but she tends to be as you know lady gaga is a very eccentric enigmatic charismatic beautiful performer but she tends to want to go online every once in a while and be very eccentric about her tweets or whatever like that. And this one was kind of interesting. And I don't know if this rubbed people the wrong way or whatnot or, or they were, you know, it just felt like almost a trolling type of thing to me. Um, but she tweeted on tw- on Twitter and saying, what is Fortnite? OK, you don't have enough friends to ask that question. You really don't have enough friends. Like, why would you even post that on Twitter? Like, you, there are some things that you just don't have to do on Twitter. And that, to me, was a little bit rather trolling or it was thirsty for something. But I think it was more, it felt like a troll. Because if you wanted to really know what Fortnite is, one, there's the internet. 
that very internet that she went on to type to you know post that and you can look up Fortnite. you didn't have to tweet that to your millions of followers that to me was a little bit thirsty or i don't know what it, it just didn't come off as a positive thing it came off a little bit trolling to me you can look up what the, what it is you can look up the hundreds of thousands of articles reviews whatever you know wikis whatever about the game or you can ask friends because you may have a friend or 5,000 that may have actually played this game and whatnot. I've played the game. I'm not addicted to the game is what other people claim. I, what, that game being addictive, I, that's a whole other issue. It's not, well, I'm not addicted to cocaine or anything. I don't, nor do I use it either. But it's not to say that it's not addictive. But it's not my type of cup of tea. Let's just put it like that. But nonetheless, they pretty much she pretty much put it out there and then i believe she followed up with who is ninja and i guess she tagged him as well and it led to ninja like okay this is happening and shout out to my man ninja if of course you guys if you're gamers you know even if you're not a fortnite fan this guy has made it cross to crossover fame to a point that even if you don't know what fortnite is chances are even if you're a parent you know this name this guy has been all over the place if you lived under a rock you don't know who this guy is if you're in the gaming world apparently gaga supposedly is or whatnot or whatever but ninja replied and why not it's lady gaga She's asking who the hell you are. But you could, I think Ninja even knew that this was like, this is kind of in an almost condescending type of way, or this is like, really felt like trolling. So his reply was short, sweet, and extremely effective. And he replied, S at Drake. And boom, people. There was nothing else that needed to be said. <laughs> what else is there need to be said from that point? I didn't reply. I didn't see if there was any more reply from Gaga from that point, but that that was a mic drop moment right there. You know, you can't get any better. If you guys remember, Drake has played Fortnite uh with Ninja or against Ninja in competition. So like this and, and one of the biggest events in gaming history was that Fortnite event, which was in a football field, and it had a whole ton of celebrities and social media influencers and you know, I'm like, this is insane. Like, how do you not know? Even if you don't play, you still know. There's some things that people don't partake in, but they still are aware of it. They are still aware of it. To me, this was like, what was the point of this? What was entirely the point of There's just some things you just don't have to do. And I think Lady, Lady Gaga is somebody who is at a level who doesn't have to step that low. This, I hate to say it, and I hate to put it into this type of comparison, but this is kind of Trumpish. She was trumping on this one. This is the type of thing that Donald Trump would do. Like, concern himself with something that he does not have to. And bro, voice his opinion about something when there's far more important things going on in the world for him to um, be concerned about. Gaga, who participates in a bunch of charitable events, and she does a lot for her, for her community, her little monsters or whatever she calls them. She does a lot. For the why concern yourself with this and why post this? Why? What is what was it doing to you? This is what happens when you're famous and you got too much power. Sometimes <laughs> it literally is. It allows you to try to control the narrative of life. And 
shout out to Ninja for that. For just he didn't he didn't sweat it too much. That one reply spoke volumes, right there. Because in a sense, Drake is absolutely at the level, arguably maybe more. Who knows? Um, of Gaga, and at the moment, I haven't heard any like Lady Gaga is it's, her fame is it's undeniable, but. We haven't heard much about Lady Gaga in quite some time. Drake is always on the, on the news, on TMZ or whatever, like what whatnot about what's going on in his world. I don't understand what led to this. She did not need to do this. I don't understand. It is what it is, and she got what is coming to her. Hopefully, she won't do this again. Because again, if she does it again, she will be trumping. <laughs> you know, let, let's just like chill. Just chill, like keep doing what you're doing, which is very good, and that's it. So I, I just thought that was really, really interesting. And I, I normally I wouldn't mention it, and normally I don't really care about Fortnite enough to mention it. But I thought that was very intriguing. Somebody of her stature to just tweet something like that. Like again, there's so many other ways you could have found that out. You were literally doing it intentionally. You had an intent, an ill intent possibly, by mentioning that. I, I just I don't get it. So you know, it's not like saying like that could have been like Ninja coming like, what is music? Who is Lady Gaga? You know, or what is pop music? What you know? This put the shoe on the other foot. It's still ill intent. So just wanted to point that one out there. That was a very interesting thing right there for me. Gamespot.com in other news talks with Crystal Dynamics Scott Amos about whether any other characters may be appearing in the upcoming Marvel Avengers uh, game. We've been talking about this game for the past few weeks. So constant new developments has been showing on this thing and it looks it's looking more promising by this um, minute. I know there's people who want to see many more characters in this game i think that we will not see if you're looking for the amount of characters that you're looking for in marvel ultimate alliance i think you're going to be dearly disappointed because there's no way in hades that they're going to be able to add that many characters with the quality of power and graphics that this game is going to have now granted it's not saying that ultimate alliance 3 isn't as powerful but the textures and, and the layering that they put into that game, it's insane. Like, you won't be able to do that for everybody. So, they're going to have to pick very, very, very closely as to who they're going to pick in here. And that was the discussion. That was one of the uh, discussions within this interview that they did and conducted in that article. Uh, mostly, the likes of uh, Kamala's best friend, Squirrel Girl, who I absolutely enjoy. Like, I watch the actual, uh, the animated cartoon Marvel Rising uh, on YouTube every so often. And there's a new episode out right now that has Siri on there, so I got to check that out. I, I need to find a way to get, uh, I, I'm subscribed to that, but I never get notifications for new episodes. But there are new episodes on YouTube all the time on Marvel HQ. I highly recommend going out there and checking it out. And they have um, older episodes of other animated shows that you've watched as well uh, that you can watch for free. But... Squirrel Girl is one of my favorite characters on Marvel Rising. She is the standout character of that. She, I love her. I absolutely enjoy her. And it's kind of like when you got Kamala, Squirrel Girl shouldn't be far behind. So I, I thought this was a great question. So they asked whether she was going to be in there. And Scott said that they have, been ha- they have had conversations about, uh, 
you know, her and whether she was going to not, well, they had a meeting basically saying that um, who was should or who should show up in the game in their first meeting that they ever had discussing about the game. Although he could not confirm that uh, that she would be on air, but he did say that a lot of names were suggested in the game and uh, damn sure that she was mentioned in the game as well, uh, but cannot confirm whether she would be. Characters I would like to see in this game also, to be honest, if they're going to have like maybe one or two other characters in this game, I wouldn't mind seeing Riri Williams, but whether, but the fact of the matter is, will it actually, will it actually work for the story that they will? And it may not. So I don't see, I would love to see her maybe in a future, uh, you know, game if this works out. Uh, but I would like to see her vision. I would definitely like to see. I would like to see vision on uh, Ultimate Alliance three, to be honest. And he's in the game from via story, but I don't know if he's ever going to be in the game via package. And I think that they really kind of dropped the ball on that with not having him because he looks like a really cool character in the game. So I wouldn't mind having him on there as well. Uh, Falcon is another character I think will be perfect for this game. Absolutely perfect for this game. My last one. I guarantee will not be in this game, and that's Miles Morales, um, the uh, other Spider-Man, but or what I like to call the ultimate Spider-Man in some cases. Um, but it would be weird to have him and not have Peter Parker in there. So I know that's not going to happen, and there's no sense of Peter Parker going to be in this game, and I'll be very surprised if they do because they're keeping everything other than what they're displaying as closed, tight-knit right there. But... It'll be cool. I would like to see Squirrel Girl on there because it just makes sense. Or even if it's not as Squirrel Girl at the moment, because I I really got to read up on her. I don't think she's inhuman. I just think she just has the essence of a squirrel or the body of a squirrel. I don't know what her situation was. I know she wasn't a human before, if I'm correct, but I got to look her up. She wasn't like a character that I haven't really uh, been into for years, but recently upon the cartoon and everything, the animated series or whatever, um, I've grown to like her as a character because they developed her character really to be a really lovable, you know, character in the show. So, um, other news here. A new handheld system is coming to cater to the retro game fans uh, who love the Game Boy era. And actually, a lot of the old school 8-bit, 16-bit era, if you want to carry that. This new system is called Analog Pocket. Uh, in a recent article on GameInformer.com, they post an article on their website talking about this new console and what it provides. The company known as Analog, who if you, many of you may recognize this company, they've uh, developed a console for uh, called the Super NT. I'm taking this for the Super NES and Mega SG, which is for the for the Sega games. Um, they announced this new system, which will allow you to play your favorite Game Boy. Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance games. So I think that's pretty cool because that means 8-bit to 16-bit games will be played in here. And from that, they not only will allow you to play those games, you'll also be able to play Game Gear and Neo Geo Pocket as well as Atari Lynx games using a cartridge adapter that you purchase separately. Now, these games also do note that these games are, these are cartridge compatible. So meaning that if you have or can get a hold of certain Nintendo games, or I'm sorry, Game Boy games, or any of the other games that I mentioned, if you get, uh, the cartridges will be compatible for it. So that's actually, it's kind of cool, 
but I am going to explain why it's not cool at the same time. <laughs> so you have those options as well. The company has noted that the LCD screen does provide 10 times the amount of resolution of the original Game Boy, which is actually great because I used to own the original Game Boy many times. And, you know, it was it was the times they couldn't. There was no such thing as HD, let alone Blu-ray or 4K when the Game Boy was out. There were still the uh, the Mercury monitors, the CRT screens, no stuff like that. Uh, that's all we had back then. The the tubes, you know. So that's all we were working with. But it was still far and away led to what we got now. So in this in this case, it's very Paleolithic in, in comparison to what we can do now. Uh, there's interestingly, they noted that there's also a micro SD slot in here, an original style link plug, and a rechargeable battery that uses USB-C connections. So there, uh, there is going to be a you know version for that. If you want a, if you want to play it on a big screen. Like say like you would with a Nintendo Switch, they got an answer for that as well. They are they did say that they're releasing an analog dock, which I believe it allows you to port the analog pocket onto the dock station and along with a HDMI link up to your TV. So you will have that option for that. Uh, there will also be options for Bluetooth controllers as well as a two USB port to play two controllers in. This system is said to be out in 2020 and will cost you slightly a slightly reasonable $200. Now, in hindsight, this is a cool thing. And if there is no other systems that would allow you to play multiple amounts of games within a SD micro disc or controller, I think this will be awesome. However, you got RetroPie out there, which is not exactly the best thing in the world. Like, there's some, like, again, I got over 5,555 games in this thing that was installed for me. Some of them are memes, some of them are, you know, ROMs from uh, every single damn system you could ever think of, including Turbo Graphics and, and, uh, you know 64 cd-rom or whatever like that and neo you know has all that has all that in there um games that i've never thought i would be able to play before it ever again but this you know it's like you get that and i'm pretty sure the prices are virtually the same if you get them or if you hire somebody or if you know somebody that can actually put together your retro pie system and load up the games that you want you know i don't i think it'll be fairly reasonable this what i like about this is that this is most more than likely guaranteed a really solid system it looks very solid um from what i saw hopefully it plays as solid as well no lags or whatever like that now that's the one thing that the retro pie does have on certain games because certain games didn't port properly but without a doubt still having that amount of games in one you know, and one and a micro SD card, it's not a bad deal. And maybe it just needs a bigger SD card, whatever. I don't know. I don't know for it to flow properly on some of the games. But for the most part, all of the games, like the games on the Game Boy, the Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, all those games, um, uh, Nintendo SD, all that stuff, plays fluidly on a Retro Pie. You know, 
some games, some main games play okay, and some of them play really well on a retro pie. So, do I get a system that allows you to play only cartridge compatible games? Now, granted, I did mention that this has a S micro SD slot. They did not say on the article whether that micro SD slot will allow you to play ROMs in the game. Like, will you be able to upload ROMs in the game and allow you to play that? Now, if that's if that's the case, that's something a little bit different. And that may also up the ante of that, then that's awesome. But if it's just for game saves or whatever like that, that's not really worth it. That's, uh, to me, it's better... There are better way, you know, gaming units out there that you can play. There's some portable handheld game systems that have a huge amount of games as well out there. If you go on, like, if you watch, uh, if you're on social media and you're linked to all those type, this type of genre, those things will come up. And there, some of them are legit. I, I dare I say, a lot of them are legit that you can get access to out there um, that you can play. So, I. I don't know. I don't know about this one. I don't know about this one. I don't know how well they've been selling the other units and how well they've been selling this. I know that there's a niche, there's a niche crowd for this, but I don't. How much are they making? You know, based upon how much they're, you know, using capital-wise to to like, you know, what I mean, to like really put this all together and sell it, you know, manufactured. So that's an interesting thing. I know you got the Nintendo Classic and all this stuff out, but even the Nintendo Classic is still it's embedded ROMs in in, a, in an emulated system that you can play. You know that's pretty much the case. So I don't know. I don't know if the analog um, pocket is worth it, but it's intriguing at best. So hopefully we'll see more from it as it goes along from there. So I don't know. Uh, so let's just go right into the Overwatch review, and then we're going to go to our final stage review uh, and do that there. Um, I want to talk about Overwatch because you know I'm in. I'm gonna. I'm putting this out there now. I'm putting this out there as a disclaimer right now that as I'm reviewing this, I'm reviewing this as a casual fan. In no stretch of form, and am I e leaguer? Am I a hardcore gamer? I am showing this as a person who does not play this game as intently as most people so i'm only giving my experience as a casual gamer and my experience as a casual gamer defers and definitely contrasts from those who are a little bit more hardcore about it but i still feel that the the casual fan is an important aspect of this as well is this from a casual fan you ask can you pick up and play and enjoy this game as a casual fan i can and i'll tell you why so the nintendo switch now has overwatch and there are some contrasting differences here and contrast is definitely going to be the main thing the main base word of this entire thing um there are some differences that but this game is still very enjoyable in my opinion while not at the level of the competing consoles such as playstation 4 and xbox uh, I don't. I'm pretty sure this plays on PC as well. So, especially on there, because it's like God. The the frame rate on that one is probably crazy. Um, but 
Although there are slight graphical differences in frame rate, which I believe is like 30 uh, frames per second in comparison to those other consoles, the game visually still looks fantastic uh, with very uh, with very well detailed characters and uh, map designs to me. And I look at this game and I do notice the difference between the one I have on a PlayStation 4 and the one I'm playing now. But if you played and enjoyed the versions on there on the console, you should still feel, in my opinion, comfortable here but not in a competitive way not like in a really intently competitive way like maybe you can get through this like you in the same fashion maybe the controls do feel the same way that it does on the playstation to me it did i didn't feel too differently i know frame rate is a little bit different in there but i didn't look i've played games like and I'm always going to compare this because this still possibly is the worst game that has ever come on a Switch. And it's sadly because I'm a big fan of wrestling and, and WWE 2K19. As much as I played that game, it still lacked so much. And I think other companies have learned from that, especially NetherRealm with Mortal Kombat. I think Mortal Kombat, although it doesn't have the graphical power of the other consoles, like this one doesn't have the graphical powers. Frame rate wise, it it plays fantastic. I say this one plays good, uh, pretty damn good too. I don't know the technical ins and outs of what people are look for when they play this game. As you know, I'm not a f I'm not a first person shooter fan like that. So, but I can still say I can go into a game, can tell whether it has issues that I feel that that really takes away from the gameplay and experience and i didn't see that i didn't feel that in this game at all and trust me if it did i will be screaming that i paid money for this and i've screamed that i paid money for games before and didn't get that experience this is not one of them right now and considering that this is a online only and online reliant based game had no trouble it i the, the game flowed to me the same way that it did on a playstation I had no trouble. I had no significant trouble with this game. I'm just pointing it out right now. Um, now, after reading a few reviews that I've read, I noticed that they are uh, that each game review had different preferences as far as the uh, particular game control um, that they preferred. Uh, one, I believe I read on Polygon, felt that the Pro Controller was best for them. And I say for them because... I've heard other things from other ones. While uh, Kotaku, which is a very famed website, um, they felt that the Joy-Con felt a little bit better. So with those two reviews discussing their preferences of controls, it led me to believe that it's more of a personal opinion rather than a real issue of hardware malfunction. And for me, I played the Joy-Cons because I don't own a Pro uh, Controller and I don't really want to own a Pro Controller because I don't prefer to play on the... I prefer to play handheld as opposed to on the TV because I like to watch TV while I'm playing. But I felt that the... I've played on the PlayStation many a times. I've played this. didn't feel the difference. I felt there was... uh, The controls were extremely responsive. There was no trouble um, at all. I mean, I had no lag issues. I had none of that. Nothing. The biggest change that this one had as compared to the other ones is the gyroscope motion controls. And they did mention that there were going to be a new way to play. I was hoping they said meant an offline mode, and I knew that wasn't going to be the case. But they have the gyroscopic motion control options, which allows you to control 
the camera using motion features, which I believe is best used for the Nintendo Labo VR visors that you put together, which they do have a virtual reality gargle, uh, goggles version of it that you can play. So if you you know want to play it that way, I, you could play it for that. Now, I do want to say that if you play this on that and you got motion sickness or whatever, I don't recommend it. Luckily, you don't have you don't have to play it you can turn that off and you can use your regular you know analog stick to control the camera and pan it around everywhere but when it came on first came on it really kind of freaked me out in a bit and i was kind of excited for it but after like a few minutes i was like nah i this is gonna make me dizzy <laughs> just keep on doing it this way if i'm not if it's not if i don't have it connected to a vr vr goggle then it's not gonna help but I can see people really enjoying that if they down with VR and all this stuff and they like to make sure that they can whip around the corner or turn around as quickly as possible. It does react very quickly and I do like that, that the motion controls really do work uh, really rapidly. So if you want to whip to the like behind you, maybe like in 90 degrees or, you know, uh, 180, you could do it really quickly it's very responsive i do appreciate that aspect because if you're playing a first person shooter game you need to like look from behind you and somebody's coming at you which they do a lot and i get i get i'm such a noob in this in this game i swear to goodness and i mentioned that at the uh, overwatch panel <laughs> when i was playing i like i can't play i get shot in the back of the head so many times and um you know, I, I tried to ask uh, Charlotte Chung, who's Diva, and uh, Fred Tatasciura, where was their game level? They would not reveal it, which means you know they sucked. Because <laughs> if they weren't really good, then they would be all. I think D, I think uh, Charlotte Chung probably is a better gamer than both of us. Uh, I, can, I I really think she is. But honestly, I, I really didn't have a problem with this. And the cool part about this the other cool part about this game is if you bought the legendary edition it comes with a three-month membership of switch online so i already have a switch online but it adds on to it i believe so that's already cool uh you also get through three golden loot boxes you get 15 skins with hundreds more skins to unlock you get 31 uh heroes and 28 maps of course like pretty much everything that you get from the other two versions is in um just plays a little differently it just plays a little just a tiny bit differently like i didn't have again i didn't have a problem with it um right now there is a halloween themed mission in arcade mode uh that i felt was really a lot of fun i had again i had no trouble with this this was a really fun mission um to uh, to give you some loot uh halloween themed loot boxes in here and you played against AI characters and you teamed up with other people. I had a lot of fun playing that game. I had a lot of uh, fun playing those Halloween theme modes in there. So those were cool. Um, I still, if you're not a really hardcore gamer, like training mode is the best way to play this game and not get totally, you know, massacred by hard, more hardcore gamers in here. It, it just is because you're playing against AI characters and you're teaming up with other gamers. So it's the best. I, I don't I still don't understand why training mode is not an offline feature. I, I really I mean, like especially for this being the Nintendo Switch. I really don't understand that. I think if honestly, honestly, this is my this is my thing. If they made training mode an offline mode or made an offline mode just for the Switch because it is a handheld game and the idea of the switch is to go on the road on on a go while being able to play some of your favorite games 
this being one of the most popular games out there, I don't understand why they don't make an offline mode just for, because the one, the, the, the great part about it is that people have been clamoring for an offline experience with this game. So if you create an offline mode that people can take on the road, I think it will help make, not that the Nintendo Switch need it, but I really think it will help make the Switch even more a must-have because you have an exclusive version of Overwatch with an actual offline mode. I I don't know, people. I don't, I don't know. Who thinks of what? But, uh, you know, that's the thing. You could also, if you, if you like, nine chances out of ten, if you're getting this game, nine chances out of ten that you have it on the other systems and you own a, rather, a PlayStation 4 or Xbox or both, and you have these games on there. So, if you have an account on there, you can link that account or a Blizzard uh, Entertainment account. You can link that account onto this and your your records and everything will still be there. So I do want to note that while playing through this game, there were, like I said, there was no lag time issues, uh, anything noticeable like that that made me want to cry bloody murder. Uh, I had issues with, you know, there was a time that I had issues with Mortal Kombat 11 in the beginning because it was uh they had a lot of issues but after upon a few upon a few like updates and 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 patches it works really great now it works fantastic you got to remember this game just came out it's an online based game so if you're having issues there might be more of an issue with your bandwidth more than it is this game like i said i don't like i have a good i have a really good bandwidth here i got uh xfinity and I have I really don't haven't had any trouble with this. Uh nor did I had any I really honestly no lags, no anything. I didn't anything no nothing blatantly noticeable. I played this game the same way and with the same fluidity that I played on a PlayStation 4. With the exception of the the frames per second. I mean, that's pretty much it. But even still with 30 frames per second doesn't hurt me. You know, I I'm not going to be all dramatic like most people are or have been about this game because they love it so much i mean i get it i get it but you know chill out it's not that bad now granted if you are an e-leaguer i don't of course they're not going to play this game intently you know um they're going to have their consoles they're going to play they're professionals if you I, i i would say this version of overwatch is not for hardcore e-leaguers if you really want to be an e-league level gamer for this game you play it on the PlayStation. If you want to be a casual leisure fan, this is for you. This version is for you. So, because uh, honestly, I don't. I really doubt that this will be a regulated version that will that you will be playing for the PlayStation uh, for on on uh, Overwatch League. I, I really don't see that happening. I'll be surprised. And who knows? Anything can happen upon a few patches later that say like, okay, this is standard. <laughs> this is standard issued. Who knows? But I really doubt it. Again, so far I've played with Baptiste, I've played with Diva, Soldier 76, uh, Sigma, Roadhog, uh, Roadhog uh, Genji, and Hanjo with no problems. Absolutely no problems. Uh, I heard, I've read that people are having some trouble. I don't understand. Sometimes when you get lags, it's not a them, it's a you thing. So you kind of got to take it from there. I honestly, I really just, I really haven't. And I'm, I'm at a, sta- I'm stationed at a home with a, 
excuse me, with a normal, you know, bandwidth, you normal everyday bandwidth right here. So I had no trouble. I had no issues with it. The one thing to notice is that when playing in um, the maps in the game, um, multiple players on the Switch version doesn't show all of the character models on the screen, especially from afar. Sometimes characters do appear as orbs in some sort of red specter, you know, uh, look until they approach you, which again, it's not, to me, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Uh, it doesn't bother me one bit. Of course, I'm a casual fan. I don't really put it intently. There are games that I will take. I have my, you know, pick of games that I will really be a big deal in. So I get, I get the understanding of how people will take this, but I also take it from a perspective of like, I have the PlayStation version. If I really, if I was really hard on this game like that, like other people are, I'm gonna play on that. But if I'm on the road and I just wanna play it just to have fun, and I'm not trying to play a serious game, then take it on the road. That's what you have. Enjoy it for what it is. So, um, yeah, again, it doesn't bother me at all. Taking, and I, they took a page from great games like Mortal Kombat 11, like I've just mentioned. Um, they just allowed to sacrifice a little bit, which was kind of the graphical differences and for the frame rate and i think it worked in my opinion i really think it worked it worked for me i i played this game for quite a few hours had no problems does the same exact way and does the same exact thing that the playstation first uh version has done you know with just a few significant differences that don't really affect it my only negative from this game was the same negative that i had for the playstation 4 and that was once again this game doesn't have offline mode and you can't play it so I, that was my only negative to that. Um, a game like Overwatch should, you know, on, on a Switch should have an offline mode. That was my only hill. Um, it would definitely make a big difference. Have a versus mode on there in the near future or something like that. It would help the Nintendo Switch to have it. It would make people want to get a Nintendo Switch version a lot better. Or it, it more. I mean, there's people, surprisingly, there's still people who are out, you know, who are just trying to cop out. But I think this Christmas is going to change that. The Nintendo Switch, they got the new light now. Uh, it's gonna, I think it's gonna help people jump on even further. But the other issue is that um, that this thing doesn't have a story mode, and that's kind of a minor issue for that's a personal thing for me. I again, I mentioned it um, before at the Voices of Overwatch panel uh, that I believe they are missing out on the opportunity to create more of a universe, and hopefully they'll do it in a year in the near future with that. You know, I would love to see uh, them have a story mode for this. Maybe the new Overwatch game, if that ever comes out. Um, God, I hope if they come out with that game, it'll be something totally different. They give us what we exactly want. That would just change everything. Overall, this game, to me, didn't miss a beat in a sense as a casual fan. And if you are a fan of this game and on the other systems and you like to take it on the road, and enjoy everything that you love about this game. I think is you should get it as a really cool fan, provided that you have a Wi-Fi connection of where you're going. While this doesn't provide the power of the Xbox or the PlayStation 4 version or even the PC version, I find I find it hard to see how a person can enjoy this. It's a you know without trying to be pretentiously professional about it, thinking they that they are the the official award on what this game provides. Because, you know, there are people out there like that. But it is a solid but not superior port to, uh, that can provide more leisure than serious fun 
for this game. If you want to play a more competitive, if you want to play this game more competitively, then I suggest invest in the PlayStation 4 and Xbox version. Uh, but nine chances out of ten, you have those already, so you go at it. Um, and if you're worried about your record on your Overwatch account, that uh, could be compromised or could be damaged at because of the lack of frame rate or control fluidity that that you prefer, then by all means use a different use this they place the nintendo switch version as a different account and then don't connect it don't link it to your other account if you unless you or until you really feel that you can you have the same you know ability to do what you can do there on the other or just you know use another account just to play it regardless you know that's just all you that's all you have to do you don't have to link it to that system other than that i think this game is solid I think this game was solid for me. I honestly, I played bad games. I've really played some bad games before, and this is not it. Um, this was a really solid for me, and therefore it gets a solid B for me. That's pretty much it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this segment. We're gonna take a break, come back, and go to our final stage review with our second review, and that is Ninja Savior: Return of the Warrior. I've been waiting to play this game. We're gonna find out whether it was worth the wait. We'll find out right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! back for our final stage review and it is my review of ninja savior return of the warrior before i even give that review first of all if you guys notice i'm a little bit different this week in the voice that's because i went to aew uh dynamite and there's the results of how i felt about it by the sound of my voice if that even recollects anything um also just want to point out before i came back i just saw some news for those who are still playing soul caliber out there that a new season is coming out soon and they will include new moves for each character in there so stay tuned for that uh i that was one of my it's one of my, it's not one of my most disappointing games this year but it's it's a solid fighting game but i felt like it should have brought way more than what they did and even with the seasons and all the stuff, they Bandai Namco needs to restructure how they present these new characters and these new things. But 
it's coming. Season two's coming. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to jump on that. I know Hamaru from Samurai uh, Showdown is going to be on there, which is awesome. And that might be the really reason why I would get that game. But if it's just going to be getting, you know, fighting in characters and they're not immersed into the universe, like, say, Terminator, you know, has been and, and, and all of the characters from Mortal Kombat has been immersed in the universe, then I'm, I think it's a waste. So... You know, for those who still are playing that game, just get ready. That's coming out there. They just posted not too about like a half hour ago upon me uh, announcing this right now here. Of course, if you're listening to it, it already it's already out there. So go check it out. But I'm here to talk about Ninja Savior Return of the Warrior. This game. I've been waiting for this game to come out since I announced it. I've always been a fan of the original uh, Ninja Warrior game, which was in arcades by Taito. Uh, if you guys remember, I've talked about it because they brought it out. They brought it out for um, the Nintendo Switch and uh, the art, the arcade archives. Now, and and as well as the PlayStation, uh, and I'm pretty sure the Xbox has it as well, and PC and uh, Steam has it as well. Uh, the original game, which was an arcade game with two splits, was two screens just put together, and it's an awesome, awesome uh, thing that they did back then, involving two assassin android ninjas. That sole purpose was to actually go about. Uh, just you know, killing off. I this guy looked just like um, Vladimir Gorbachev or Pierre. I, I forgot the guy Gorbachev. Just I'll just say Gorbachev, um, which was the former, I guess, president of Russia at the time. Um, so I, I is that Miguel? No, whatever. But their prime mission was to get the prime minister or whatever like that of whatever country that they were going after and at the end i didn't realize this because i finally beat that game for the first time that the androids are bombs they're literally bombs and they just their their mission is to cease and desist all of the uh regimes out there so you're fighting hordes and hordes of army and militant um militant uh soldiers to get to this guy and once you get to the guy, you know, spoiler alert from from 1986 or something, the whole thing blows up and the whole entire, you know, uh, headquarters blows up and everything and mission accomplished. I did not know that. And lo and behold, you know, they have the sequel out and the sequel is kind of the same thing in a sense. Um, this puts you in position of Android robots created by scientists known as MOOC, M or MOOC. M-U-L-K, like rhymes with Hulk, uh, with one prime mission, and that is to take out the U.S. President Bangler, who has declared martial law in order to put a stronghold on the country. I don't want to say it, but just listen to the storyline and look at the comparisons. Just saying. And, And take note that this game has been out, was out way before. This is not a new game. This is a remaster of a game that was dated back from there, so don't compare it to whatever's going on right now. Just saying, but yeah, you know, just saying. The Ninja Warriors, once again, is on a hunt to take out the dangerous threat to bring balance, order, and freedom for the country. So, Ninja Savior is a throwback classic uh, side-scrolling action game of old. Yet, this one in particular, is a lot more enjoyable to play. And I've played the original Super NES one because I own it. Uh, So I had a chance to play the original one, and I do see various differences, a variety of differences from this game that uh, 
is on here from the old one. Um, for instance, this same they have the same eight levels, uh, straightforward, take no names, button mashing fun that you normally would have from the Super NES sequel to the uh, arcade edition. Along with this, developer Natsu Atari gave uh, this game a coat of fresh paint, if you will. Uh, if you play the original game like I have on a Super NES, a lot of new changes, such as now there are two new characters uh, not seen or played in the original game with their own abilities and fighting style. Uh, new moves have been added uh, to the original three characters in the game, along with the other characters that you are uh, get to play now. Uh, the game to- has totally revamped and redrawn in 16-bit pixel design, as uh, well as the animation with an all-new audio as well. I mean, like, I, I recently, before this game came out, I played the original, and the original looks really good. This one looks phenomenal in comparison. Like, it, they, did, they did a really great job redoing this. Uh, an online ranking system now has been in place for those who like to keep score, and time attack and hard mode unlocks stages once you completed each game. Now, I was told that if you played the hard mode, you get the character rating as well. I've only played the normal mode and got Yashi, or Yasha, I believe is her name is, which I really love because that's like, it's really interesting. The character Yasha is actually an android, another android ninja, but she's kind of a full figured, you know, woman, a female character, which I think is awesome. I did not expect that at all. She's like fully curved, all that stuff. I was like, I was really, really taken back by that. I thought it was pretty cool. And she has an arm stretching, you know, um, retractable arm ability or whatnot, too. She's a pretty cool ass character. The pros that I have for this game the game is highly entertaining. Although the game seems a bit challenging at first, it gets better if you work aggressively to take out the hordes of uh, military mem- uh, enemies and, you know, ninjas and whatnot just coming at your way. Especially the boss fights. The boss fights, you have to be aggressive. The boss fights, it, it, the game really. It really makes you because I there was a time when I was trying to figure out the patterns of the actual with uh, of the actual uh boss fights, which there are patterns, but at the most part, it's just button mashing. You just gotta aggressively button mash and get as many hits as possible before they hit you. Because if they hit you, they take out more energy from you than you do to them. So the multiple hits that you give them, it eventually adds up. But if they hit you once and you have to block. And you just hold the button down to block, and you got to block at the right time. Otherwise, they will take out a lot of energy and take you out really quickly, which is fair. It's like you got to gotta play it. Timing is the key in this game for that. Uh, the redrawn characters and stages are beautiful, uh, and the animation flows fluidly as you battle through stages. Um, the ability to play as five characters with distinct abilities add much more replay value to the game. Uh, while this is not exactly... It's a fun game, but you will kind of be annoyed to some cases. But well, for me, I was trying to beat it before I end up before I had to leave to go to the AEW um, Dynamite show, and I managed to do it. So, and I wanted to beat it before I got on a show, which I did. So, it might be just that, and now I can play more leisurely and have a little bit more fun playing it, and and just enjoy it without having to rush to get to this point. So, that's that. While um, it's not any stretch by any means or any stretch deep uh in gameplay it does provide 
a means to master, master the movesets of each character to improve the gameplay uh, experience in the next run of the game, which, again, I've, I'm a little bit more aware of what to do now playing through this game. So my only con to this game, and it's not, it's, there's only really a rare amount, so that's actually a good thing. The only con to this game is a very significant one. Ninja Savior does not have any way of saving during any part of the game, which means that you, in order to beat the game, you cannot shut off the game, or you can put it on sleep mode, but you can't shut off the game, or play another game until you play through all the stages. Now, once you beat a stage, once you play through a stage, it'll unlock a time version. Now, I don't know if the time, I haven't played the time attack mode yet, and whether it will allow you to advance to another stage while playing that or is it just one stage each i don't know but i just felt the ideal the idea of that game should have been that they allowed you to you know play through the game and save because it's not an easy game to play and then what if you want to play something else that means you gotta turn it off turn it back on and play it all over again and there's eight there's like eight lengthy stages in this game so for me, that was kind of a letdown. And there, I don't know if there's any codes or anything in here that allow you to skip stages or whatever or whatnot. But I just feel like, like, you know, like totally old school. But I just felt like that was a ball dropper right there when, uh, when it came to that. Because we're so far in advance in the games. And even if it is a retro throwback of a game, come on. You got to at least step up a little bit more and add more to this. And a safe mode and allow you to save it in certain stages or auto save would have been a great help. But that to me was a what a significant and somewhat annoying factor to this game. Uh, doing so will, you know, just cause you to start from the beginning. And that, that sucks. That really sucks. Overall, though, I was very excited to play this game. I didn't know if this game was going to come out because it, it came out way later than the Japan version, which came out literally a week after their uh release of the original ninja warrior game and i felt that normally when a game comes out in japan in a japan uh eShop, it normally comes out the day after and it didn't come at all and i didn't think we were gonna i don't know why we didn't but it's here it's i had a chance to play it and i gotta say i was very i enjoyed every bit of it uh i enjoyed it a lot if you played the original nes game this has more to offer, and I think you you want to go back into this game and you know enjoy for what you uh, enjoyed before. I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, for those who played the original game, definitely you will enjoy. It. For those who have not, it's a brand new experience for you, and I think this is a really cool, awesome action packed game to play. So many things you could do with this game. Whether you played the arcade original, played both games, or never played the game at all, Ninja Savior: Return of the Warrior is fun and enjoyable to get your hands on therefore if i give this a grade it'll be a b plus and i would have probably given it an a had they not had uh if they would have added a save mode to this game that would have been such a great help but that's my deal i still say it's worth it go out of your way and check it out especially if you loved the game before you're gonna love it even more now so folks that will do it for this edition of select start this sunday i will be reviewing the latest Wonder Woman animated movie from WB Animation entitled Wonder Woman Bloodlines. I'm going to check that out today. Uh, I got to find out where that Dolomite movie comes out because I definitely want to review that too. 
But um, we're going to be reviewing that, plus a lot of news that came out this week in the world of our favorite fandom. So stay tuned for that as well. Plus, there is uh, a mention of an interview that I was supposed to be doing with the Stereo Titans, the band that was on here before. And a, I, I played their music from the Omega Fist tournament that I played. I thought that they were supposed to be on this week. I'm sorry. They actually are scheduled to be on in November. Uh, look, just working every day, all day, and it kind of get you know, schedules confused. But they will be on in November, and we're going to talk about the new album and the new projects that are going to be down. So I'm looking forward to talking to them. I They did send me their, inf- um, their new album, so I'm going to check that out and uh, enjoy the old one as well. I absolutely enjoy that one. So... Uh, go out of your way to check out Stereo Titans. Go to StereoTitans.com. Stereo Titans. Actually, it's spelled Stereo T-Y-T-A-N-S. So, they spell Titans differently, but StereoTitans.com, uh, I believe, is their website. Go in there. Check it out. If you like rock, if you like comic books, well, these guys are for you. One of the baddest Philly groups out there that I've heard in a long time. So, go out of your way to check it out, and they'll be on here back soon to find out what's going on in their world as well. So, We'll find out for sure what's going on in the world of all things anime, comics, movies, and games. So, folks, that will do it for this edition. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Avery Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and of course, love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, and I'll talk to you guys Sunday. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.